one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Dr. Fab, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Man, Anthony, it's so great to see you again, man. It's great to see you too. The last time we bumped into each other, I believe it was 2019 at Model Beach Volleyball in Miami, which- uh, And we for, weren't the models. We were not the models. No, <laughs> neither of us were the models. There was, uh, I've, I've never been somewhere where there, actually, I've been a couple of places where there were that many good looking people, but it's on a short list. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we talked about your book and, and before we kind of get into some of the things that are going on around the pandemic, can you, would you mind kind of catching the listeners up to speed with some of the books that you've published, some of the work that you've done, and then we'll be able to talk about some, some of what's been happening as of recently. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, it, it's so, it's interesting because every time I think about my contributions, it gets very humbling because, uh, you know, I'm an immigrant from Colombia, South America. We moved to Miami with my five brothers, my mom and dad. Uh, I mean, we're five boys. I'm number four. And uh, the idea was that my parents wanted us to come to America to, to recognize three things. And this is really important for people to realize, especially people that come from other places. Number one, that we're moving into the land of opportunity. You got to look for opportunity every day. And right now we're seeing opportunity everywhere during this difficult time for the ones that want to seize it. Uh, the second thing is that when you find that opportunity, make sure that you don't let anybody rob it from you. Because in my life, Anthony, uh, at least whenever I thought about big things for me, uh, I had at least nine out of 10 people that told me that would never happen, that I could never achieve that. And what I realized very only in my life that when you find an opportunity, you have to believe you're the one to execute it. And understand that the law of attraction doesn't allow an opportunity to come your way unless you're the one destined to execute it. And then the last thing is you got to take action. You can't just be thinking about being successful. Uh, you have to actually take action steps towards being successful because transformation happens through activity. It doesn't happen through just the thinking process of it. So those three things were the basic foundations. And then when I was 16, I had a dream that I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to, I thought I was going to be a neurosurgeon. And I worked at surgery intensive care as a volunteer for a year. And I realized that's not what I wanted. And then boom, I get an accident. And my, uh, uh, an orthopedic surgeon at the hospital sends me to his chiropractor. Instead of giving me medicine, he said, you got to go see my chiropractor. He can help you. And I could hardly move my neck with severe whiplash. And within two weeks, I was feeling better than ever. I began to recognize the importance of natural healing. I began to realize that traditional healthcare has become really about managing symptoms rather than resolving the root cause of the problems. So I dedicated my last 35 years of my life as a doctor of chiropractic. I study acupuncture, nutrition, energy medicine, and I become kind of like the holistic doctor, not only for millions of people in the media, uh, including Dr. Phil show, the doctors, Fox News, uh, but also lecturing. I lecture 70 times a year on the topics of health and well-being and the topics of personal development. And I've written four books. My last book was The Power of Self-Healing, one of the most successful books in healing ever written, international bestseller in over 10 languages. 
And then I just wrote my fifth book, Proposal, that was about to be sold in New York before all of this happened. So that's my first book in personal development. So I'm super excited. And, uh, you know, my, my joy comes from uh, having impact. My joy comes from supporting others. And that's really what my life has always been about. I love what you said about believing in yourself and recognizing the fact that in most cases, we need to be the first ones to believe that something is possible. And then that belief has a ripple effect outwards from us. But if if we're waiting for someone else to believe in us, like our mom or our friends or anything like that, you know, um, what did Arnold Schwarzenegger say? He was like, if I listened to all the naysayers, I'd still be yodeling in Austria or something like that. Right. And my, and my suggestion is, don't blame them. Don't get upset at them. Just suspect it, but don't let them rob you. You know, one time uh, I was talking to Mark Victor Hansen, and I remember that he said to me something. He said, Fab, what do you think is the greatest treasure in the world? And I was saying things like museums, churches, uh, you know, beautiful, uh, or even like where they print money, you know, the, 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 the Department of Finance. And he said to me, no, the the biggest treasure in the world are the cemeteries. Because underneath that land, underneath that sand, is really all the dreams of the people that could have been the next Picassos, the next, uh, you know, uh, all the greatest uh, contributors in the world. He said all those people allowed their dreams to be robbed by others. And that is the biggest sadness in the world. Don't ever let your dreams be robbed by anyone else. So whatever your dream is, big or small, especially during this time, man, this has been a reset button. And this is a time to really reflect upon what you're doing, who you are, and more importantly, what kind of life do you want to create for yourself, your family in the future? And that's why I'm really excited because I've seen more shifting, more transformation during this time that I have in the last 30 years of uh, 35 years of professional life. I agree. I, it, it's been one of those situations where we know that heat and friction take coal and, and make it a diamond. And if you want to make wine, you got to crush some grapes. And if you want to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs, you know, and, it, but when you're in the middle of it and you feel like the grape or you feel like the piece of coal, it's, uh, it, it's easy to, to scream and hold on for dear life or wish your situation was different, but that's part of the journey. Um, what we'll do is I'd like to come back toward the end of our conversation and talk a little bit more about some of the things that you teach in the power of self-healing and proposal. Um, Right now, just because it's very time relevant and and there's so many people around the world trying to make sense of of the things that are taking place. What is your take based on the information that you've been exposed to and uh, your intuition? What do you believe is going on right now? Well, you know, it's interesting because I've been involved in healthcare uh, at high levels uh, for many years. I've been involved with the WHO uh, in the past. Uh, I, I, I get to hear the inside stories of what's really happening. And I'm telling you, Anthony, I've never seen this level of disagreements, this level of intensity, this level of um, reaction, meaning that something, somebody says something, you gotta immediately react uh, to protect yourself or to defend yourself, et cetera. And the reality is this, based on the information we know, we're dealing with a virus. We're dealing with a virus that we've dealt with other viruses before, but this virus has not, uh, has not uh, behaved 
like any other virus. And what we know about this virus is that it mutates, that it changes. And some people, some experts are saying that it changes up to 38 times. So that means that it's very difficult to contain it because just when you feel you have it contained, it keeps building again. That's why one of my things that I've been very animated about people, yes, I understand the WHO and the CDC giving us insights as far as sanitation, washing our hands. That's something that we do with any virus or bacteria for that matter. Number two, the wearing of the mask, I can tell you I've never seen that much disagreement among healthcare experts. I have some of the top people in the world telling me that fab is a waste of time, don't even bother, it's a hoax, it's, it's not worth, worth it. And I got others that are saying, oh my God, if you don't wear a mask around other people, you are gonna be more susceptible than not, you know? And then of course, uh, the fact that you wanna do the, the social distancing. And to me, I wish they would have coined it physical distancing. Because let me tell you, a time like this is a time you wanna be social. You wanna be connected with others. You don't wanna feel you're all alone, six feet apart from everybody else. You wanna come together. You wanna come together with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Um, and one of the things that I recognize with that is that that only applies if the theories that this is airborne make sense because there's still a lot of disagreement among the experts. And I, I get to watch the NIH, the CDC, the WH, briefings on a daily basis, and they are so inconsistent from one another. We're also seeing that many of this reporting on the numbers of people that have been attributed to dying to COVID-19 is questionable because what's happening right now is that if you die from many of the conditions like the flu, the flu was killing about 75,000 people a year. Nobody talks about that. But now if that flu person happens to be positive, now they're attributing that it was COVID that killed it. And the same with other many conditions that we used to have every single year. It seems like now if they test positive, they're gonna attribute that death to COVID-19. And then lately we've been seeing a lot of reporting of individual entities that are being pro uh, uh, promoted as positive when their testing says negative. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that is really concerning a lot of people. I've never seen healthcare providers getting on television and getting on the media and saying, let us do our work. We don't wanna be told by higher ups, managed care companies, governments, that I cannot support my patients in a very inexpensive, safe treatment that people have proven to work. Now- and Are you referring to hydroxychloroquine there? Yeah, and, yeah. and that's the misconception that I'm finding is that you have healthcare providers disagreeing with what others are being told on the media. And then you have media that is not giving you options like building an immune system. What if they reported on every time they talk about this COVID-19, reminding people that the body has antibodies that is already designed to help deal with the virus. And if you just maintain your immune system up, uh, you're not gonna have pretty much anything. In fact, of, these are the statistics, Anthony, so you get a, a perspective. Of all the people that have been diagnosed with COVID-19. And where, where are you getting these uh, statistics? 80% of them do not have any symptoms. They don't even know they have it. Right. 15% of it have some symptoms and 5% of them, and they get over within three to seven days is what the majority of the people are saying, uh, naturally, right? Just by going through it. But then that 5% are the ones that are either compromising their immune, compromising their respiratory system, elderly, et cetera. 
those are the ones that we're seeing in intensive care units, in hospitals, and those are the ones, that percentage of that 5% are the ones that are attributed to dying. So mm -hmm. that's what we're dealing with right now. So there's a lot to talk about. There is. And I, I mean, I've, I've gone pretty deep down a number of these rabbit holes because for, I mean, for a decade now, there's been a lot of things in healthcare that did not make sense to me. Why are some of these things in our food? Why are there such, why is there such prevalence of certain heavy metals? Um, why are they putting it in some of, you know, these vaccinations and flu shots and things like that? Um, and when all this started happening, a lot clicked. And for me, it clicked when I was like, oh, shit, they're trying to. And, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've, I've sort of said for years now that, that I believe a lot of the people that are in charge, and they're, they're people, you know, they're, these are families um, that, that supersede administrations and governments. They've been around for a very long time, and they have webs in place to, to keep the status quo where, where they want it, which is... Uh, making them a lot of money and, and giving them a lot of control. Um, I believe that they want the best case scenario for them is for humanity to die a slow, expensive death. Now, it may be that they now prefer some of those people. And this is just hypothesis. And I'm not trying to go down a dark path here. I, 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 but I do think that there's a certain amount of spiritual bypassing that has, that now comes when people just want to stay in a good state all the time. Like sometimes you need to get fucking pissed and you need to do some shit about stuff that's going on, especially if it's, if there's tyranny and treason taking place again, these are just my opinions. Um, but, but you know, it, there may be a little bit more going on. What's your take on some of this? Because it seems there's there's a, a tremendous amount of double speak going on. They'll say one thing and then they'll say the complete opposite, you know, and it, it, it seems to me that this is intentional. A lot of this is intentional. And it, it when you know, have when you have dozens of examples like this, it, it, it almost starts to anger me when people are like, ah, it was a mistake. Ah, it was a mistake. You know, we're learning more. What's your take on all this double speak and the things going on with the masks and the hydroxychloroquine and so on and so forth? Well, you know, uh, why I'm laughing is because I have never seeing this level of uncertainty by leaders, you know, where they say one thing one day and they change it into something else the next day. Uh, I have videos from Dr. Fauci saying that the masks don't work and don't waste your time. Yeah. And then I have videos where he's telling people to wear the mask. So this has been an inconsistency. And that's really, Anthony, the frustrating part of this. It's been an inconsistency from the beginning. You know, the initial information that we were getting were from China where it is said that the origination came from. Now we even have people going to jail or being uh, arrested because they were building the coronavirus here in the United States at Harvard University, mm -hmm. you know, with money that we even gave them. Or so, Dietrich and, I mean, then, and then to Wuhan, I've heard. I mean, there, there's just so much inconsistency. And, and the reality of it is that my concern is the fact that now that people have been forced to be home, which I still can make sense of that, right? Because you're not doing any good to anyone by keeping people sheltered. In I don't fact, think they want to do good. I, my I think, brother I think is they want to do bad. And right now he's telling me that the, the, the predictions of mental health issues over the next two years are going to be the worst in history. Mm -hmm. We already seen in the last six months, you know, addictions, mental health is at an all time high. So it's very hard to decipher what is going on. So my rule of thumb in that case is be informed, 
You know, look at different sources for the information that you're gaining. Don't become such a, like if you're watching the news, don't get to the point that that's all you're going to repeat. That's all you're going to believe. There's a lot of good sources of information out there. And the I news guess, is like, not one Journal of, them of Medicine right giving now. me a lot of feedback, what's going on there. But I also get, get a look at different things. But ultimately, if you really want to biohack what is going on right now, trust in your inner voice, trust in your common sense, your practicality, and most importantly, take this time to build your system, your immune system, your health system, your digestive system. Just invest in your health right now because there's no better guarantee than for you to be healthy to get through this. Their chances of you being exposed are high. The only reason why the numbers are not higher is because people haven't been tested. But the coronavirus has existed way before this. We know that it lives in our body. In fact, if you buy a spray of Lysol two years ago, you will see right there, these killed viruses, including the coronavirus and SARS and many others. So this is not a new virus. This one is behaving a little bit different, but as far as the agenda behind it, what I think is that people are taking advantage of this craziness and everybody in the world, from the world of economics to the world of um, healthcare to the world of pharmaceuticals, everybody's jumping in and trying to find a way to capitalize on this. And unfortunately, the ones that are really struggling are the people because they are so confused because they don't know who to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot there to unpack. You know, I was, I was curious if you had seen any of the comments from the Nobel prize winning French virologist, uh, Luc, uh, Montagnier or Montagnier. No, I have you have not. No. He, I mean, it, it was interesting. So this is the man that discovered HIV. He yeah. took a look at the coronavirus and said that this was 100% made in the lab. Yeah. Like this would not have evolved in nature. Right. And, um, and, and that's since been echoed by a number of virologists, some of which are also uh, recommending hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, we have the, the president who is one of the first people to recommend hydroxychloroquine. There's a lot of people who believe that that man is the devil and he's right. also, you know, part of the deep state. So that's something, you know, he's recommending could be part of the agenda. And it starts, it starts re, re you know, putting you in a tailspin. Um, what are some of the things that you have done? You mentioned like investing in your health. Um, what are some of the things that you have done and recommended to invest in your health? And um, yeah, let's start there. So when it comes to the, the coronavirus, the, the things that we do know right now uh, are, are basic things that we've always known, but these are things that are working really well also just from a regular health and fitness perspective. The number one thing is that you have to really watch what we eat. I know we've talked about it in the past, but the body needs nutrients and the nutrients come from whole foods. And right now what I'm recommending people is just, man, just put at least half of your plate in vegetables, you know, just half of your plate. That's all I'm asking you to do. I don't want you to be perfect, but just half of your plate to ensure that you have nutrients. You know, I've been doing also intermittent fasting. The last year I've been doing intermittent fasting. I have felt amazing. I test myself every week and I have not had any exposure to the coronavirus, even though I'm out there and I'm doing a lot of things. I'm not traveling like I used to. I've only done two trips in the last five months. Uh, but intermittent fasting is a great thing. And now we've discovered that there are some great ingredients, uh, natural ingredients that have been proven scientifically 
to allow us to support the fast while nurturing the cell without breaking the fast. And that's something very important because a lot of people, they feel that after eight hours, they're already getting weak and all that. Like today, I'm already on 20, my 21st hour of fasting that I'm going on today. And um, so that's one of the things that I'm recommending people is intermittent fast. Another one is to make sure that you're increasing your vitamin C. I'm recommending people to take at least, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, Dr. Feb, sorry. <clears throat> It cut out, and I think it might have been the connection on my end. No worries. Which I have a, an Ethernet cable, but I want to make sure we get everything that yeah. uh, that you were saying. So you were I'll talking summarize about. It very, I'll summarize talking, it very quickly. It, it cut out right when you were talking about nutrients that support intermittent fasting. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I've been doing a lot of research, the New England Journal of Medicine just came up with one of the reasons why intermittent fasting has become one of the fastest growing searches on Google is because it works. So they just did a new study in December 2019, and it's been updated every single month with more information that is one of the healthiest ways to manage our weight, but also to regenerate our bodies. But people have a hard time fasting. So what I wanted to do is, I noticed I was having some challenges, but I discovered that there's some great ingredients out there that have been uh, proven clinically to be able to sustain that fast uh, at least for longer than 12 hours, because the major benefit of intermittent fasting, as I'm reading the research, is between 12 and 18 hours. Like I'm going on 20 hours right now, at 21 hours as of now for today. I did 23 hours yesterday, and I don't feel hungry because I'm able to support my my uh, my cells without breaking the 50 calories uh, minimum uh, by doing so. Uh, and then I wanted people to recognize that this is also a time that they need to be able to uh, increase their vitamin C. You know, I'm recommending at least a thousand milligrams every day. Uh, you can go up to 2000. Remember that the key signature of vitamin C is that if you take in too much, you're gonna get a little bit of diarrhea. So slow it down. So if anytime you feel like you're getting a little diarrhea, make sure that you cut it back. But I've been maintaining a thousand milligrams a day and that's been working well. There's some experts that say you can go up to 2000, but whatever. Zinc, I think zinc right now is very critical for people to add it to their supplement list. Vitamin D and vitamin what, D3. What form of zinc do you take and how work. much? Yeah. The what? what? What form of zinc do you take and how much? Well, I take it as part of my routine and it's in, it's, it's in a zinc. Uh, and I don't know exactly how many milligrams are in there, but uh, uh, I would suggest whatever the recommended dose for the day is, at least double it or triple it, because as you know, those doses are very small anyways, yeah. when it comes to the true benefits of supplementation. You've uh, got, we'll I'm also like recommending a... people that they move their bodies. People have got to move their bodies right now. You know, there's a lot of people right now sitting on a couch, looking at TV, watching every rerun from Netflix to Hulu to Prime, uh, time, you know, Prime Video. And this is a time to move. You know, I've been doing, you know, high intervals, uh, working out, you know, 20 minutes, intense 20 minutes, uh, you know, resting in between, or I, sometimes I go straight through. Uh, but the idea behind it is this is a time for your body to move. This is not a time for you to sit around and do nothing. Even if you have to watch YouTube videos, which are amazing videos there, uh, you know, just do movement. Uh, but also you got to work on your mindset. You know, the stress levels right now are the highest they've ever been. Cortisol levels are shutting up. That stress hormone impacts every single body of your, every single system in your body, 
And it also one of the precursors for inflammation, which is the foundation for almost every condition out there known to man. So please make sure that you're sleeping six to eight hours. Make sure you're meditating or praying at least 20 minutes a day. 10 minutes is fine, but if you do 20, we see that studies have shown that your body, um, your mindfulness is much better throughout the day and you're able to bring your brain wave to an alpha state, which is one of the healthiest states that you can be. So these are all the things that I'm kind of recommending people right now, uh, but take control of your life. Don't let this virus control your life. I think those are great recommendations. Now, let's say you got floored tomorrow and had one of the worst cases of coronavirus. I don't think that this would happen because as you mentioned, it seems like this is mostly affecting people and uh, at least on the, when it comes to mortality, people in nursing homes that hadn't been getting sunlight for long periods of time, but let's say hypothetically, and it's kicking your butt and you're, you're worried about you know, living, yeah. what protocol do you take yourself? I would actually do the hydrocon right now because that of all the studies that I've seen, that and the regimen that I told you, in, increase my vitamin C, increase my zinc, increase my vitamin D, increase my vitamin D3, increase my omegas. Um, I mean, those are all the, the things that I would do. The same things that I'm doing right now. I would not change anything except I'm not doing the hydrocone uh, uh, treatment right now. Okay, so you take the hydroxychloroquine and you'd follow protocol on that. You're confident enough. Have you seen some of the, the I don't want to necessarily call it disinformation, but I think it's disinformation around hydroxychloroquine. Um, there's, there's certain information out there saying it increases the damage of 5G. And uh, that was not anything that I could validate in, in scientific studies. I'd seen it used in cancer treatment to help uh, increase the effects of, of radiation, but I hadn't seen that like it increases the damaging effects. And then someone else had even posted that, uh, that, that it, it affects the body's ability to get rid of nanoparticles, right? Yeah. So it's like all these like new issues that we're suddenly dealing with. And then you're seeing hydroxychloroquine. What, what's your take on that? You know, I've interviewed over 25 of the leading experts in science and medical medicine. And not once, not one of them, the most credible sources that I can go to, that I have access to, have said anything negative about it. Uh, they all have agreed. The other thing that I have found is uh, there's some research out there also that was talking about how this virus does not like the heat. So just simply doing steam, you know, mm -hmm. just as simple as that. Get get a get a pot, put you know, boil the water, put a put a hand, and just let it steam. It does. Mm -hmm. It can live under the heat. Now, now if you have a steam room or you have access to a steam uh, area. I would recommend you doing that. And that would be something that I would definitely do too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, there's there's a place here that I love called King Spa and they have like uh, increasingly hot baths. They got a cold plunge pool. They got a steam room. And the last time I went there, when it reopened after all of this, I walked in and I was like, oh, and they go, Doo -doo -doo, and they put the yeah. thermometer in my face and take my temperature. And then I got six cameras and I go in there and the steam room's not working. I'm like, I don't know if I'm coming back here. You know, you, you walk in 
going to get bombarded like that. Um, on, on the hydroxychloroquine, I'm, I'm with you and I have uh, a, a prescription on hand. You know, we had, I had, I had tested positive for Lyme disease. So we used that as one of the reasons so that there wasn't any, any COVID resistance, but I'm not planning on necessarily just taking it, but I am planning on having it in case myself or someone in, in, in my family gets in a jam. Why do you believe uh, that there's so much disinformation around hydroxychloroquine right now? I believe that whenever the doctors uh, begin to, you know, the, the things that I don't understand about what's happening right now is that there was a lot of studies that have shown that people were getting better with some of these treatments. Protocols were created. I mean, there is thousands of doctors across the world that have been using this treatment, in particular, helping people. But then all of a sudden it became that, and this is when you talk a little bit, and I'm not a big conspiracy person. I do know that money drives a lot of decisions in humans. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much money people have, power and control will always be two reasons why people will do the unthinkable. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, I began to recognize is that right now there's a big push there's a big push towards a vaccine. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, I've never been a, a, a fanatic of vaccine for many reasons over the years. In fact, I recently just interviewed Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, which is one of the leading authorities on vaccine and the dangers of vaccine. He's great. And, uh, and one of the things that I recognize is that as a, as a doctor, we know that a virus changes too many times. So there's no way that you can find one thing that's gonna help everybody. And then when I started hearing Bill Gates talk about two or three times within a three period time that people will have to be vaccinated mm -hmm. if they are positive. More right? if you're older. And then I started thinking about all the legislation that has been taking place over the years, mandating vaccine, where it's the only thing in healthcare that has side effects that are negative side effects that are forced to people. Not any other treatment do we ever force anything on anyone except vaccinations. And that I've always been somebody that has always said that for the parents, they needed to be informed because it's a topic that needs to be discussed. And it's a decision that I never try to persuade my patients either way, depending on my personal beliefs. I wanted them to be informed. And there's great resources pro and there's great resources against. Personally, I don't think the vaccine is gonna be the hope that everybody's hoping for. Like Bill Gates says that once we have a vaccine then we can reopen our sports, we can reopen our companies, we can reopen all of this. And I'm concerned about the disappointment and the potential unsafetiness that's gonna to happen to millions of people that are gonna do it just because they're being told they have a better chance with a vaccine than if they don't. So that's a big concern of me personally uh, that I just don't think that that's gonna be what everybody expects it to be. This episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now, we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in, and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of 
CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrating, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic, and then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD. And the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day. And it even decreases inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra CBD and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to theveritasfarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T-H-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms CBD. You guys are going to absolutely love it. And then you couple that with the fact that like Gates is a man who has either killed or maimed hundreds of thousands of people in India and Africa. And a lot of people don't know that you probably would have a difficult time even finding that on Google if you could find it at all. But if you research it, at least as of now on DuckDuckGo or some of or, or Dissent or some of these uncensored platforms, you can see what has gone on. And 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 I'd encourage anyone that may have only been exposed to the Bill Gates network. Netflix documentary, which might as well be called propaganda, to look a little bit deeper into these things because the numbers and statistics around vaccination and, and their efficacy don't hold up. In fact, in a lot of cases, I've, I've seen over a dozen examples where a, a certain pathogen, what the death rate had pretty much hit a rock bottom. Then they introduced the vaccine. The vaccine took credit. And now you have something in the vaccine schedule that is potentially, at least in the case of the MMR vaccine, uh, uh, causing autism in, in some children if, if they have the right genetics. And I, and I honestly, personally, Anthony, I just don't believe in forcing anything, especially when you have potential dangers to mm-hmm. anyone, you know, we should have the freedom to introduce to our bodies what we feel is right for us. Not mm-hmm. anybody do that. The second thing that I, that I get a little bit concerned about also is this censorship. You know, we live here in the United States where you have a freedom of speech. And all of a sudden now I'm seeing more and more censor. I get videos sent to me by certain parties. By the time I try to play it, it's already been taken off. Mm -hmm. I never experienced that before at this level. Mm -hmm. And to me, whenever you start censoring information, it makes you wonder why. Why are we censoring this topic? Why are we censoring that topic? Who's to gain from that information that is out there? I truly believe that an informed decision is a good decision. I like to look at all the information make my own ideas, you know? Uh, And that's what I recommend people to do. You're in charge of you. No one can be in charge of you. You're in charge of you. Do the due diligence, go look at it up, 
go look at the studies, go look at the interviews, go look at the, the science behind it, go look at, because some people now are claiming science to be one thing when mm. other sciences are saying that is pre- ridiculous. <laughs> science yes. is not that. So the people are just so confused right now because the amount of misinformation or information that is against one another is so much out there that people are just fed up. They don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that have changed in the past few months. And having looked at this from many different perspectives, you know, for, for a while, the million dollar question, at least in my mind, was, is Trump in on it? Or is he fighting the good fight? And I've decided that I need to make decisions as if he's in on it, hoping he's not. Um, so I'm looking to, you know, I, I don't think this is a uh, a battle or a war that's going to be won with guns. Um, and and the, the decision that I've made is to get some land to become as self-sufficient and, and independent of the system as possible. And, you know, if it means I'm not flying or traveling for a little bit, uh, those are some choices that I'm going to make. I'm curious, what are some of the, the shifts that you have made? Well, I think it's important, you know, right now the challenge is that because we're doing uh, all of this happened during a, a year of election, and uh, so it become very political. And I think the parties are playing against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to get uglier before it gets nicer. Um, I think we haven't even seen the, the most of it. This is a, a major war. There's a lot of parties that are really trying to get control of the White House. Um, and humanity. for me personally, the best thing that I could do, like I mentioned, is n- invest in my body making sure that my body is the healthiest than it's ever been in 54 years, right? That's my number one thing. My number two is to protect my family, right? And be able to make sure that we are safe. We have a safe environment that, you know, here, like we have air purifiers. I've been promoting air purifiers for 30 years. Now, I don't go anywhere without air purifiers anymore. Even now, they make them that you can travel with them, that you can even take them to your hotel, why? Because, you know, the science behind the air purifiers have grown so much that it's allowed people to actually be able to kill the virus and the bacteria in your home. And now, you know, there's studies that show that most of the toxicity happens when we're home. Now that we've been sent home, the, the, our environments are very toxic and we need to protect that. So that's what I've done. I protected the environment. I protected my family, uh, you know. For my finances, it's a matter of making sure that your investments are in a way that are safe. You know, there's some people out there that have taken money out of the the stock market, put it into gold or putting it into something that may not be as volatile as we have seen. And we still don't know where they're going to be a month from now. Right. So it's a very difficult situation. But make sure that you are properly managing your money and you're not misspending. You know, right now it's important to be conservative because we don't know what the uncertainty of tomorrow may be. All we know is that times of distress like that, whoever has cash usually is able to move forward a lot easier than the person that doesn't have any money. Mm -hmm. So make sure that if you can liquid yourself as much as possible, it's a good thing. I have a lot of my friends taking their money out of the stock market, keeping it in cash, some of it, putting it in gold in others, and doing those kind of things. Um, And then the last thing that I would say is to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with positive people. 
You know, right now I, I have a lot of my friends that are surrounding themselves with people that are very negative and draining all their energy. I chose to surround myself with influencers, with people that are very positive, people that are being productive more today than they've been in a long time, people that are being constructive, people that are actually doing great work for humanity instead of trying to capitalize on all this pandemic that we're going through. So that's kind of like what I've chosen for me that is working really well for me. I like, I like those suggestions. What is the, the, the brand of air purifier that you use and recommend? Air Trier. How do you spell that? I'll send you the link. Air Trier. Uh, I think that I've had him for like almost 28 years. What's <laughs> I just the word got the new model, air? actually. When all of this happened, I ordered the new model. They have a new model now that is beyond good. So I've, I've put now really for the first time, some money into, into cryptocurrency, um, looking at that as something like gold that is, that has a finite quantity attached to it and is something that would likely, uh, you know, there'd probably be a dip in crypto if there was, if the, if the market crashed, which is very probable, but then it would bounce back, you know, like, like as would gold and silver and some, and certain precious metals. Um, are you anticipating I mean, the metrics on what's happened on a macroeconomic level are worse than the Great Depression. Are, are you anticipating a crash worse than the Great Depression, a stock market crash? Well, already, the, if, you, if you follow the biggest economic people out there, they tell you already we're in a state that is worse than uh, the Big Depression in the 30s. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not, this is not the worst. It's going to get worse over the next year or so. Uh, I've talked to experts in the real estate market and they expect a major booming, especially commercial real estate right now is going to be a challenge because you have all these buildings that are empty. You know, mm-hmm. by the way, I found my receipt is my yeah. triad air. How do you spell that? M Y T R I A D A E R.com. My triad air. And they give me always a 20% discount when I'm a doctor. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing for a lot of my, my friends and my followings. I just give them my discount uh, as a doctor just so they can save a little bit of money because uh, but I, I've had this actually, this particular for over, it has to be, I bought my first one in 1988. How much of the years did that make? That was my first one. 32? Yeah, 32 years I've been, I've been using <laughs> this uh, and they've changed the model, this new model I really like, yeah. uh, because it, it, it goes up to 3,000 square feet. So um, I'm in my high riser now in Dallas. So it's a great one for this one because it covers the whole room. Nice. I really, I'll, really I'll, like. I'll have to check it out. I'm curious, um, and, and we're going to kind of come back to the power of self-healing and proposal. Yeah. Um, your take on the masks, and I'll, I'll share a little bit of where my head's at. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like... From everything I know, uh, yeah, they may catch some droplets, but the idea that this mask is going to protect us, to me, from a scientific standpoint, it seems ludicrous. And my instinct is that there is a more nefarious agenda there. And it's this, this is a situation where much like, you know, the analogy of boiling the frog, right? Like if you want to boil a frog, you just slowly turn the temperature up. I think they're trying to do this over like a thousand little increments and a long period of time. And 
in order to change the trajectory, there needs to be some civil disobedience. There needs to be scenarios where we don't say, oh, I know I shouldn't wear a mask. I know it's BS, but I don't want to deal with it right now. So I'm just going to run in and wear the mask and perpetuate this this cucking, uh, this acquiescing that we're doing, because I think it's going to get a lot worse. And it's not just a matter of the mask. Um, so, so I feel like a coordinated effort is necessary and we need to be willing to have some of these hard conversations and, or not go to places that require masks, give that money to local businesses, people with local businesses say, I'm not shutting down and losing something that my family has built over decades because someone told me to, I see where this is going. They've already kind of closed clubbed us over the head with the bat and many small businesses and restaurants are now bleeding out because of the regulations they put in place. There needs to be a mass, not just awakening, but mass action of civil disobedience to say, we're not doing this crap anymore. If anything's going to change, that's my take. What's, what's your position? Well, for me, it's uh, interesting knowing everything that I know as a healthcare provider and really understanding the science behind this. Um, I, I thought the mask was the, the most ridiculous thing I could ever heard in the beginning. It's lunacy. Uh, so I would, didn't wear a mask. Uh, the, the challenge that you forgot to mention right now is that it's not up to me anymore because it's a mandate, it's a law, right? So I live in Texas. The, the governor of Texas says right now, you have to wear a mask when you go inside of a public place. Uh, restaurants right now can be shut down and we saw it happen. Uh, if they don't, if they allow customers without a mask. In my high rise building, if I don't wear a mask uh, in the general areas, in the elevator and all of that, uh, residents are now complaining and reporting you. Uh, so it's become par a paranoia, right? Mm -hmm. So I do carry my mask in my pocket. I only put it on in the places I have to wear it to be compliant with the law. But the reality of it is I try to be either in my place with my you know, my, my healthy environment, or I try to be outdoors, which I don't wear a mask outdoors. So mm -hmm. when we eat, like if we go to eat, like pretty soon we're going to go eat because I'm going on all this fasting. So we're going to go and we're going to sit outside. That's what we did yesterday. That's what we did the day before. Uh, if we eat outside and here we have a beautiful balcony so we can sit in the balcony, but just get some sun, get some air uh, and all of that. But I do feel my concern is this, Anthony that the disagreement between health experts around the mask is all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have seen it. I have watched it where people had arguments and these are very high level people. I have seen videos where people will be very forthright about their opinion about the mask and it's completely opposite to another one similar level of degree of credibility. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that to me is not fair for the average consumer. Our leaders should have consistency and harmony upon what is right and what is not. And that's the part that I get concerned about the special interest. You know, if there is a special interest driving a lot of this and driving the politics of it, then, you know, because the idea that the mask, like I give you an example. So recently there was a study that was done that the surgical masks, right? Which is almost, I think that the study said that it was the majority, I think it's over 70% or 80% of all the masks that are being used is the surgical masks because they are the cheapest, period. You know, they don't protect you in any way. Even if you have it or somebody else has it near you, it does not protect you. 
So why would you force people to wear? So when I go to these places that I have to wear a mask and I'm buying the fancy mask to be protected, whatever, you know, just to have a good mask, then I'm dealing with people that are dealing with the other masks that it doesn't protect you anyways. That's the part that I get a very, very much concern of. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of it that's nonsensical. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it from the angle of, I believe that a lot of these politicians are going to potentially, they certainly could be tried for crimes against humanity. I mean, I, I think that it doesn't make sense with the masks. When we look at the death rate now, it's, it's something like 0.26. We had 1.5 million people die of tuberculosis last year. We didn't, weren't walking around in masks. It's clearly agenda-based. It's not based on science. It's not based on the situation. They just keep pivoting the narrative and everyone is kind of going along with it, but it's going to put us in a very precarious position if we don't do something different. And um, that's part of the reason that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm moving away from places well, that would make me wear masks. Politics, mm-hmm. I think a concerted effort is to actually try to work and make your voice heard through your legislation. Mm-hmm. Because those politicians are looking for votes just as much as they're looking for money. Mm-hmm. So even if they are getting money from the special interest, always never underestimate the power of a vote. Mm-hmm. So if you let them know that you have enough evidence to show that this is not the healthiest thing for our people to force us for our businesses, you know? I mean, how many more businesses have to go out of business because of these restrictions that we currently have, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't understand, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and I do feel that that's the best concerted voice is to go through the proper channels and document it properly. I think the media, unfortunately, when I watch it, it's so biased, I don't even watch it anymore. They're bought. Uh, they They're didn't bought. give a true sense of yeah. pro and con on the stories like they're supposed to. It's so biased. It's so one-sided that I just don't even think that it's worth my time. So I stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned something earlier, prayer. You said, you know, 20 minutes of meditation or prayer. And my... I feel like a lot of what we're experiencing right now is because many people over the past few decades have turned away from God. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're like uh, devil worshipers or anything like that. But I think that God has been taken out of their life or been allowed to be ignored in their life. Different things have been prioritized. Where does prayer fit into your life and, and, and you know, your daily routine? Well, you know, it's so interesting that you mentioned that because in the book, The Power of Self-Healing, I wrote it into three, I interviewed over 50 people that were told they were not healed and they healed, Uh, 35 years of research. And uh, I came up with that there were three dimensions of how the body heals physically, emotionally, and spiritually. A lot of my friends were telling me that I shouldn't go into the spiritual component uh, because I was going to be tagged as religious. But in reality, the science is totally the opposite. What I found is there was so many research about how prayer was so essential in people's healings, whether you pray for yourself, whether you have somebody pray for you, whether there's a group out there that prays for you, all of that has already been documented in the science. So to me, I gave them the stories that I was told by the people, I gave them the science to support it, and then I gave them also my take on it. And since you asked me, to me, prayer is essential. It's essential. Why? Because whenever human uncertainty arrives, I go into my spiritual certainty, right? My spiritual certainty is the knowing that everything has a purpose. 
that this is a God of love, that this is a God that is not trying to do to me, is trying to do for me, even when I resist it, right? So to me, when I, when I pray, I pray for all of this to unveil itself. What are the lessons to be learned through this? If there are you know, individuals out there that are manipulating things in order to have a financial or power gain during this time, that hopefully all of that will come out to the surface, that there will be whistleblowers in their teams that will one day wake up with so much remorse of what they're seeing happening in the world, the level of suffering that we're dealing with, that they will speak out, that they will speak out and, and be able to turn in evidence to show that this is really what's going on behind the scenes. That's what I pray for. But I also know that when I pray, it's an intentional statement to the universe, right? So it's a way for me to be able to put out there the intentions that I want to create in my life. But I'm telling you, faith has been a huge part of my life because I've had a hard life. I've dealt with losses. I've dealt with challenges throughout my life. And what I realize is that I don't grow in comfort, right? And my spirituality comes always very strong when I'm in discomfort. And right now we're going through a lot of discomfort, not only in my life, but in the lives of almost everyone I know. So I do pray for that. And I pray for me to be patient, to be able to be uh, forthright and continue to see that I take control of my life, respond in the best way that I can, not condemn because I've never been about condemning anybody. Uh, you know, I think that God does that very well. I think it's about being informed, making the best choices for me and my family that I have control over and supporting and helping others to hopefully that they make their best choices for themselves because we can't force them. That was beautiful. <clears throat> Do you feel that this is a situation that we can change through prayer? Or do you think that it's like prayer plus action? And if it is prayer plus action, are there any actions that you haven't already mentioned? You know, it's it's very good question. I do believe that prayer is extremely powerful. I have seen it where uh, groups of people, and even though right now, I don't know if you know, there's some countries actually having prayer days in which they're praying for their country, uh, that they, they have made it into a mandate. Um, you know, what, I, what I've noticed is that a lot of people have alienated themselves from that level of spirituality and that connection with something bigger than yourself. I find out that humanity is very imperfect. And, you know, Wayne Dyer one day told me one of the greatest lessons in my life. He said that the day that I started looking at everyone as spiritual beings living as a human experience rather than a human being living a spiritual experience is the day that my life changed forever. So I look at the spirit. I look at the, the potential that we all have. I don't look at the human imperfection because that world can be very depressing at times, as you know. So to me, I do feel that prayer is a very powerful thing. But remember what I said earlier, transformation comes through activity. So activity could be the fact that you're praying. Activity could be the fact that you're getting other people to pray, that you're participating in other people's prayers. But activity could also be that you speak out for what you believe in and that you stand up for your own rights when somebody else is trying to impose their rights to you. So I, I truly believe in that. And we live in a country right now that we should have some rights, even though sometimes they, be, they, feel, they seem questionable. I do believe that we do have rights. Mm -hmm. And we need to exercise those rights whenever we can. Well said, my friend. 
anything from your book, The Power of Self-Healing or Proposal that, um, I mean, both books I'm sure are amazing. I'm not going to pretend that I've read them right now, but after this conversation, I need to pick them up and, uh, and, and read them because this has been fantastic. Um, anything that you'd like people to know from those books or uh, a word of encouragement for the type of person that should run and pick them up right now? Well, I, I think I talk a, a lot about the book, uh, The Power of Self-Healing, which was my fourth book. The new book hasn't come out yet, but what I would like to share is a three-step process that I had to unveil by asking over 50 influencers as to how do I respond to this in the best way possible? How are other people responding to it? The first step is very simple. You need to do an assessment of yourself. You need to honestly evaluate where you are. You need to reflect upon what you really believe in and not the beliefs of others. You need to take a look at what's happening with your money. You need to take a look at what's happening with your time. A lot of people are wasting time right now. And you need to take a look at what level of impact that you're truly having right now. Did you submit to being so confined that you're not supporting your customers, supporting your employees, supporting your family, et cetera. So uh, I develop an assessment that I do for my clients and I charge a lot of money for it and I wanna gift it to people because I just made it available to everybody because I learned that when I assess myself honestly, authentically, it gives me the beginning steps in order to go from where I am to where I wanna go. The second process is very simple. You need to listen to your customers, listen to your family, listen to your employees, and find out what their needs are. Don't assume that you understand their needs just because your needs are one doesn't mean that the needs of others are the same. And once you understand their need, whether it's through SurveyMonkey, whether it's through uh, asking questions, whether it's through doing polls uh, on social media, uh, I want you to then take your value, your product, your service, whatever value do you provide and communicate it with those people at the need level that they told you, not at what you are doing right now, like you've done it always in your marketing. Communicate based on the needs of others, and I promise you that will take your business to a whole new level. And the third thing is to execute, that once you decide what your goals and your priorities are gonna be, once you do your assessment, right, and you know what you gotta work on, that's the beautiful thing about the assessment, it tells you where you need to work on, now all of a sudden you have the ability to take action steps that is aligned with those goals. The biggest, the biggest thing that I have found in very successful people that I work with is the fact that over 80% of their time is being distracted by things that are not aligned with their values, aligned with their goals. So you have to be able to take that 80-20 rule, uh, Pareto's law, you know, and you gotta put it into practice. So take, make sure that you write action steps and put them into your agenda just like if they were the most important thing in the world. Because what I've learned, Anthony, is that when I have somebody like you in my agenda, I'm not gonna miss that appointment. But if I don't put my task and say, okay, it's gonna take me 30 minutes to do that, an hour to do that, I let other people's agenda become my agenda. So when my agenda is full, every single day, when I get distraction, I can say, you know, Anthony, man, I wish I could help you right now, but I have a full day today, I may have, 30 minutes between 5 and 5.30 that I would love to do uh, help you then, is that okay? And of course, if people can't wait, what are they going to do? They're going to go to somebody else to distract them. Don't let it be you. Stay true to your agenda because this is a time you can't mess around with your life and your business. This is the time for you to be productive because otherwise you're going to be victimized and you're going to be 
your emotions, your anxiety, your stress levels are going to be so high that you're not going to be healthy. So I put together a website called fablifeacademy.com, fablifeacademy.com, where people can actually take this assessment. They can take it as much as they want to. I recommend that you do it at least once a month, but you can do it weekly and then be able to measure yourself and see how effective you're being in how to move through this pandemic. And that has been something I've been working with all of my clients with that has been amazing. I just felt I needed to share it with others and that's why I'm offering it to your people at no charge at all. I appreciate that, Dr. Fab. And I'm going to go check out fablifeacademy.com. Take a little inventory on my life. Uh, This has been fantastic. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Me too, my brother. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you so much. Let's stay in touch. And if you need any help with anything, you let me know. Thank you. What's up, guys? Anthony here. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, Candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. 